to Inspirational Journeys, a faith-based podcast where your story matters. Come on over, grab a seat on the front porch, and let's talk about the writing life. Welcome to Inspirational Journeys, everyone. My name is Ann Harrison. I am your host, and today I have a special guest who's going to talk with us about faith and healing and a bit more, but we'll get into that in a moment. First of all, I want to start us off by opening us up in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us together, for bringing Douglas and myself together this afternoon. Lord, I just pray that our our words may bring value to the listeners and, and the viewers, Father, that our words touch the lives of those around us, Lord. And Father, I pray that you will bless all the new shifts and changes in my podcast and in my website, Lord, for I feel that it is uh, that is you who is calling me to make new changes toward my kingdom-driven business and my kingdom, kingdom-driven podcast, Lord. And I pray that you will bless our, our conversation today and bless our future endeavors. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So first of all, let me... Uh, give a warm welcome to Doug Weissman, Douglas Weissman. Thank you so much for joining me on Inspirational Journeys today. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. So, Doug, why don't you tell the listeners and viewers a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I was born and raised in the Los Angeles area. I've traveled around the world. I'm a travel writer. I just discovered a passion for it and something that really drove me because of the connections that I make to people and the faith that they have and the cultures that they have in our similarities and our differences. And I'm also a novelist. And it's really the stories that I hear from other people that I've experienced around the world that inspire me to want to share new stories that kind of bring light into the dark. Wow, I love that. So how did you know when God called you to write? It was when I knew I couldn't escape it any longer. I had this joy of telling stories, of sharing stories, but I always put it aside thinking that there wasn't a viable career there, but it just kept something, it kept as something I was drawn back to over and over again until finally I realized no matter what I tried to do, there was always going to be this itch to create tell and share stories and I decided to lean into it and go full force okay so tell me a little bit what was the inspiration behind your latest your new novel well the inspiration was I was in Buenos Aires Argentina and there's something called the Madres de la Plaza de Mayo and it's was founded by these mothers in the late 1970s whose children whose husbands whose brothers their family members were disappeared by the Argentine government during the dirty war, and they just wanted answers. They didn't even want to point fingers at responsibility. They just wanted to know what happened to their family members, where they were, and give them burial rights and have that closure for them and for their loved ones. And I watched these women who, you know, 40 years later are still marching around the main square in front of the presidential building with photos of their loved ones, with signs. And I spoke with people and I just learned more about what that story was. And it was so captivating and enthralling and heartbreaking that I just felt I needed to share, but also through this connection of my family history 
of loss and my family history of trauma and where the two kind of intertwined, where they are separate, but at the same time, meaningful and still somehow connected. Wow. That is amazing. So let me ask you about your process. Did you, did you outline the the novel? Did you write it? You know, are you a pantser? What was that like? I am a hundred percent a pantser. <laughs> I, and I, I lean into that. I've outlined novels before. I have six young adult books that I did for a series and I was required for that series to outline every chapter of every book. And I found that I strayed so much from the outline that it just didn't work for me anyway. So my process is I'll have an idea or a theme or a focus on a particular character and I'll just go in and explore that and I'll do an entire chapter around that thing. And then after I have what I feel is a good amount of chapters, I'll print it all out. I'll read it all. I'll start moving things around like a puzzle piece. I'll I'll write uh, color-coded index cards. So maybe pink will be Sophia, green will be Peter. Those are my two protagonists. Maybe wow. another color will be another character. And I'll write the main theme of each chapter and I'll just lay it out on my floor. And then I'll just start moving things around. Oh, this I think works better here. This works better here. And then, and that's how I'll come up with the structure. And there's usually a whole ton of gaps when I'm doing that part of the process. But it also, Mm -hmm. this allows me to actually see the gaps as opposed to when I have a stack of paper in front of me or scrolling endlessly on a a Word doc, then I'm not going to have access to those gaps. I'm going to have to try and remember it where this gives me visual representation. Oh, I'm missing this. I, I need a bridge between these events or I don't have this event at all. I need to put that in there somewhere. And then I'll go through and write the chapters to fill in those pieces. Now, that's the first time I've ever heard about having different colors for your characters. Mm. That's a new concept to me. So just to explain how that concept works for you. Yeah, well, because I had so many characters in in this recent book, Life Between Seconds, I had my two protagonists, but I also had a few side characters that we followed around a little bit. For instance, I have Valentina, Sophia's daughter, that we have a few chapters with. I have Peter's mother, who we have a few chapters with. I have Sophia's husband that we have a few chapters with. So I just wanted to keep track of how many characters I had going on and when they showed up because I didn't want some character to just appear out of nowhere and then the reader think, why why are we with them now out of all the spaces we could have been with them? What is the intention here? Or to feel like we're with one character too much. So if all of a sudden we're with Peter three chapters in a row, and then we only have Sophia for one chapter, and then we have Peter again, all of a sudden I feel like it throws the balance off. So the color-coded was just another way for me to keep track of how often we are with characters, where they're represented through the book, and how I can make it feel more balanced in terms of their representation and the stories they're telling. Because if we have three chapters of Peter in a row, it also means that maybe Sophia doesn't have enough representation in there and we have to find another another chapter for her story. Mm-hmm. Or you, you're writing three chapters of Peter, for example, to get to know him better. And then you have to come back and in, intertwine chapters of Sophia in that mix. Yep, absolutely. You're exactly so, right. And I had that that is something that, that that's that's an interesting concept. So do you use sticky notes to color code them? Do you use like a jam board or what do you use for 
your to to make your vision board like that because i know there are people watching um but i mean and some of us listening may not may not get that but i know there are people who may use vision boards so what what mm -hmm. is the process for that for me i originally started out using a, a cork board and tax and the was it the color-coded index cards you could get like the rainbow index cards at office depot or staples or amazon or wherever and came in like a stack of 100 or 200 so there were plenty of colors to go around ah. but as i as my story grew the cork board wasn't large enough so i just had to put it on the floor and at one point i was standing i lived in this really tiny tiny apartment in san francisco when i was mm -hmm. first writing this book it i i can't even explain how tiny it is it's but it was a room a bathroom and that was it the kitchen was down the hall and it was shared with the entire floor so yeah that was i get it i live in a tiny house yeah. so i understand there we go uh, and so i had to at one point i had to get up on my bed so i could look down on the whole map of the story because i couldn't really see it from i was like backed up against the corner and i couldn't get a good view of how everything was placed out but that's just how big the story got and it's not epic it's only 260 pages give or take a few pages in the published version but just the some chapters are two pages some chapters are 10 pages so just the mm -hmm. way that it laid out it just expanded so large that i needed that that higher elevation but i i know people that use sticky notes i know people that still use the cork board i know people who use whiteboards and do it on the whiteboard so they're not using specific notes but essentially the the idea is the same yeah. Wow. That's interesting. So you said in your, in your pitch that you wanted to talk about faith and healing. Was that right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's a huge part of, of my book life between seconds. It's a huge part of my process as well. So what would you like to share about that process and how that relates to your writing? Yeah. Well, one of the things, so I'm, I'm Jewish, but it's been a huge part of my life and it's been a huge, and that cultural aspect has been a huge part of how I view the world, how I connect with other people, but also the stories that I share and that I hear people share around faith, no matter their religion. And it impacts the way I write because those are the stories that I'm familiar with. And they always kind of underline the way I tell a story, whether kind of that oratorical style where it sounds like you're just speaking the story or whether it comes from that kind of concept of biblical language or fairy tale language and in the opening of my book it opens up with storytelling it opens up with the mother telling peter a story and that was always how i grew up it was always kind of um even, you know, in, in the congregation, the way that the rabbi would speak to everybody and the anecdotes that they would share with that underlying message, there's always something deeper than what the text is actually saying or what he was actually saying. Mm -hmm. And that's where the book kind of opens. And that's the book. And that's the route it takes. And that's my connection to faith as well. Because in this book, you have Sophia, whose daughter was disappeared, and all she wants is that closure and to know what happened to her daughter, knowing after 30 years, her daughter is definitely not safe, but at least to understand what happened, to feel like she could have been there to hold her daughter's hand at the end. But it's a question, not so much of a loss, loss of faith or a crisis of faith, but at least that question, kind of like Job, that understanding of when so many bad things happen, can you still believe? What do you still believe in? And then how do you heal? 
does God, how does God give you the strength to keep going after all of that? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that, that's exact. I mean, I, I get that. I totally do get that. So, um, what would you say, what is your advice to somebody? Do you have any like tips or advice or takeaways that you would like to share? Yeah. I mean, it's really about how, how you make your connection with your faith and that's across the board. And just like you said, how does God give you the strength to carry on uh, with, with Sophia and her husband, Gaston, you see them take two separate paths. They're, they're both suffering from that loss of their daughter and they're both suffering in a way that disconnects them from each other because of that loss he runs towards his faith she runs away from her faith but at the same time they both want the same thing and it's all about how you connect with your meaning with your story with your faith with your connection with the community with those around you that help strengthen you even in, especially in the hardest of times Wow. So you said you wrote a young adult series. So what was the um, what was the inspiration behind the young adult series? Because I am writing middle grade uh, myself. So I, I kind of want to unpack that just a little bit. Well, I talk rarely about the young adult series on its own because that was a book package. So for anybody not who doesn't know what a book package is, it's when a publisher comes up with the concept and then they hire a freelancer to fill in the space. And that's what that oh. was. They had the idea for the series. They were like, all right, well, book one is this. Here's a loose idea of book two through six. Uh, outline them. Where do you see it? Where do you see the outline straying from the original concept? And, you know, can you have a draft done in six weeks? <laughs> and that was So it was a very different experience than Life Between Seconds, which was that book took 11 years from me writing the first sentence to actually coming out as a published book in bookstores. And so I had a lot of time to really, I don't want to say perfect it, but polish it to the best it could be where the, where the young adult series was every draft, six weeks per draft per book, and then two weeks to revise after getting notes back from an editor. So it was super fast. That's two months per book. And so it was basically like, what one year it was one year and I had all six books basically written before they were edited and then or fully edited and then published out in the world so it was a crazy whirlwind of an experience wow that's very interesting so um if people want to connect with you further where can they where can they connect with you online I'm super active on LinkedIn. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook, all Douglas Weissman. Luckily, my name is not super common, so it's really easy to find me in those spaces. Mm-hmm. I'm on TikTok. If if you're there, I'm less active, but I'm still there. And Or you could reach me through my website, douglasweissman.com. Well, so are you working on any, do you have any current projects you're working on now? I am working on, there are two projects that I'm currently working on that are very different, but also very dear. And it just kind of depends on what inspires me at the time and how I switch off between the two. But one is a young adult novel that's like the Great British Bake Off meets The Breakfast Club. And another one is a World War II novel that focuses on uh, a Jewish girl who's hiding in a Catholic orphanage. And so it's kind of this small community but it's based off of the 
there was a, an actual event that was the massacre at Artur-Serglane in France, where Nazis rounded up kind of this whole town and put them in the put them in the barn. And you can imagine what happened next. But it hearing about that that and knowing Holocaust history and friends and family that had stories that were kind of instilled into me. It's something that I really explore often in my writing, whether short stories or I do have a novel coming out next year that focuses on uh, World War II occupied Paris. So it's something that sticks with me often. It's kind of hard to escape. Wow. Okay. So do you have one last call to action? Like it could be a challenge or a resource that you would like to share before we close? Yeah, I love offering a challenge to other writers but it's supposed to also be an encouragement and I know for me one of the hardest things to do with writing is actually sit down and write there's always a million things that could be taking place whether it's I have to feed the dog I have to put my children to bed I have to go for a walk or stand up or go to the bathroom whatever it is you know there's always something Mm -hmm. but that's why I give myself 10 minutes right? Just sit down for 10 minutes. Everybody can find 10 minutes throughout the day, whether it's right before you go to bed, right when you wake up, somewhere in the middle of the day, 10 minutes just to write. And that's it. You set the timer and that's not, you don't have enough time to talk yourself out of writing. You don't have enough time to organize your bookshelf. It's just 10 minutes to write. And the prompt can be pick something in your room that you can, that you can touch, that you can smell, or that you can see and give it a story. Where is it from? What does it do? Is it magical? Is it not? Did you pick it up at a thrift shop or was it passed down to you from your great, great grandfather? Give it a story for 10 minutes. That reminds me of, and I had a recent, a previous podcast um, guest a few weeks ago. Um, And well, actually it was a couple weeks ago. And she wrote this story called the button boxes and she t- said every button like w- when you uh, like when you wear a shirt or whatever you wear with a button on it each but the buttons have a story I so love that, that. that's kind of that's kind of what your your challenge reminded me of so give your buttons your magic your pins your whatever give it just give it the story so um and I ask this, and if it's not something you want to share, that's fine. But do you have a special Bible verse you'd like to share? Actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because it's not necessarily one that I thought was special or one that I thought was meaningful. But I started writing a personal essay a couple of days ago that was just Genesis 1, 3, which is basically when God said, let there be light and he yes. spoke light into the world. But I thought it was so interesting because when you read the passage, it's it's really when God tells the first story, right? There's darkness. Then God says, let there be light. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden light is born from the story of his words. And I just thought that was so fascinating that I was revisiting that. And it becomes this kind of fairy tale in the way that it has meaning, it has purpose. It also has a message to it. That's kind of like there was darkness, but then light comes into the world. Mm. Mm. Very, very, I I like that. I really do like that. So I'm going to ask, and if you don't feel like you can do this, let me know and I'll do it. But would you like to close us out of prayer or would you like me to take that on? 
I would love for you to do that. That would be okay. wonderful. Thank you, Father, for this this wonderful conversation, Lord. Thank you for bringing Doug and me together. Lord, may our words bring wisdom and hope to the listeners, Lord, and may it be of value. And I pray for the listeners that you would touch them in a special way. All these things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So we challenge you to go today to go out there and read to get inspired, write something inspiring, and share your creation with the world. For when you've touched one life, you've touched thousands. Thanks for joining us on Inspirational Journeys. And remember, your story matters. Have a blessed day, everyone. Hey guys, this is Anne from the Inspirational Journeys podcast, and my special guest, Joe Templin, has an offer for for my listeners and viewers. Take it away, Joe. Anne, thank you. And again, thank you for bringing me on. This was a wonderful conversation. I'm glad that I could reach out and help your people grow. And to continue to help them to grow, we have an offer. If they go to the website, everyday-excellence.com, and use the code inspirational journeys at checkout from the shop, they can get a 10% discount on anything there to be able to help them with their personal journey to grow and inspire others. You heard it here, folks. You get a 10% discount on everything in the store at everyday-excellence.com using promo code inspirational journeys. Happy rating, writing, and celebrate the day. challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired, write something inspiring, and share your creation with the world. For when you've touched one life, you've touched thousands. You've been listening to Inspirational Journeys, Stories That Matter, with your host, Anne Harrison. If you like what you've heard on today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, and leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform. Visit my website at AnnWritesInspiration.com, subscribe to my YouTube channel, and follow me on Facebook and Pinterest at AnnWritesInspiration and on Twitter at AnnWrites75 for more inspirational content. Thanks for listening, and remember, your story matters.